Welcome to Caritas Christi, a real and raw podcast with real women and real faith, where we apply the feminine genius to look at the current events of this world, our faith lives, and other things that are relevant to young Catholic women today. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thursday. Hi, this is Mary. And this is Hannah. And you're with Caritas Christi. And let us begin. In nomine Patri, Filio, Spiritui Sancto. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu maleribus, et benedictus fructus venus tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in ora mortis nostae. Amen. In nomine Patri, Filio, Spiritui Sancto. Amen. And our inspiration for the day is from um, St. Gregory the Great, um, which says, To leave the world and to give up exterior possessions is perhaps something still easy. But for a man to give up himself, to immolate what is most precious to him by surrendering his entire liberty, is much more arduous work. To forsake what one has is a small thing. To forsake what one is, that is a supreme gift. <laughs> okay, I didn't read that before. I kind of had scanned over that, but actually reading that. You get a little gunch, gut yeah. punched in. <laughs> I was like, oh! <laughs> Ouch. All right, well, before we get more into it... um. What are we? Uh, what are we? What, what what have we consumed today, Hannah? Ah, so we had some ice cream earlier, and I had an Aldi knockoff of Takis, and watching you try it was very um, interesting. Ta- what? what? That, that was oh. the spicy chip that I gave. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I just had like um, some like street corn, but man, that was like on the next level of spicy. I was just like my face contorted because it was like lime, so it was sour and spicy, so it was just like woo. It's very good. Yeah, she enjoyed it. <laughs> it was um, entertaining. I just wasn't ex- I wasn't prepared for it. I don't know why. It took me by surprise. Anyways, so today is our first special episode. We yes. We're promising you all that. So y'all actually get two special episodes in a row yeah. coming up here. So two, this is the two days one. vaults in a row. We're going yeah. on some crusades here. So so what is this whole thing about Deus Vault? What are we doing? Deus Vault is, in case you're not familiar with the phrase, it comes from the crusades Deus Vault means God wills it in Latin. And the reason why we chose this phrase for these episodes is because we're finding people who are really living out what God wills for them and just bringing them in to talk to us and give us inspiration and just have a good time. And like we ate ice cream together before. And yeah, it's just really chill, really nice, really give you an experience of how people are living out God's will because you can do that in so many different ways because there's seven billion of us and each of us have a different will to live out mm-hmm. so yeah mary you can go ahead and introduce our special guest today so um our special guest today is um her name is felicity um she's really uh this is really a special um actually this was technically hannah's idea because i'd introduced her and she's like we should bring her onto the podcast and i was like well gee that's a great idea <laughs> so you're um welcome. so we first met um at the, we, we, we clean at the same, or well, I was cleaning at the house that you were helping out, basically. You're kind of being like a mom's helper, doing a lot of organization. When did, when did that start? I think it was sometime in February. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right. She's, Felicity has seen a lot of my life, a lot of what happened to me. <laughs> um, but yes. yeah, when I first met her and, um, man, it was really cool. Um, I don't know. I guess we could probably share more of her. She'll be sharing more of her story, but, um. 
um, we, yeah, so we, we met that way. And then I, we actually had quite a couple of conversations. I, I drove you home. And so that was, yeah, some... yeah. That was before I got my license, Yeah, which well... I've been working to get for over a year. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you, and actually you experienced my, um, somewhat interesting driving techniques. <laughs> yes. Yes. You probably learned a lot yes. of what, well, it was also, it was snowy too. So. Yeah, you were like, I think you were impressed with my confidence in how fast it could go while there was <laughs> well, yeah, snow I mean, drifting. The drifts with yeah. all of the with all, all the cornfields around and the snow drifting across the road, and you're just like, vroom, like flying right the through them, like whoa. And then I think maybe you, I don't know, I can't remember if you asked me how I thought your driving was, but then I'm like, I, I see that you like to speed. and anyone who knows me is probably like yep that's mary so i do like to speed i will say i recently there is a i think i said earlier that there was a one of our parishioners actually got into a bad accident and the car flipped um yeah so it's definitely i've been and i always get reined in once in a while like things kind of um Yeah, you see Grounding. what happens to other people, and you're like, oh. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my life is precious. Okay, I gotta <laughs> slow down for the moment until I start. It's really actually when I'm super busy, and I'm just like, I squeeze too much into my schedule, and I have to speed everywhere. So, yeah, I'm like that no. busy mom. <laughs> what? You never overbook yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I've never re- left early from a podcast recording before ever to go to something right after. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Mm-mm, never. I never, never had to it. finish it by myself. Anyway, so everyone's like, okay, so who's this? So Felicity, um, actually, are you in your early 20s? I'm 20. Okay. Just turned 20 this past July. Okay. Ooh. She's very, she's very, very mature for her age, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh, why, sure. thank you. <laughs> I wasn't sure at all. I just, I just remember, um, so we, our mutual friend that we were both, um, helping out, um, I remember her being like, yeah, it's this this girl that this, or I don't even know if she said girl or this woman who wants to become a nun. For some reason, I thought you were going to be like an old person, to be honest. <laughs> what, because walk- only old people want to be nuns? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so I, she walked in and I'm like, oh, she's she's not old. She's young. <laughs> I was like, who is Still this person? Still practically a baby. I think I was actually <laughs> intimidated by you. I was like, oh, she's, she's so holy. What? Oh my gosh. So, um, I intimidate you. Oh. So I guess <laughs> this is kind of the most informal introduction ever. But um, yeah, so Felicity, thank you for joining us. Um, mm-hmm. So you said you're, you said you're, tw- how old are you again? <laughs> wow. 20. In one year, not the other, Mary. <laughs> I was listening, but then my brain like didn't like Well, that's little. okay. That's okay. It's taken me quite a long time to remember your last name. Oh, there you go. Well, so we're really even. Long. There you go. Um, so... You were, are you, are you, did you, were you born and raised in the, in where you're at right now? In the Catholic faith, yes. No, I mean, and, and like, have you, have you always lived in the same area? place? The same in place. Ohio. Um, yeah, we've always been in Ohio. And then, um, we lived in Louisville since I was, or from the time I was like five or six until like, Two years ago, so I would have been seventeen. Okay. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. 18. So you guys just Something moved. Like so you just moved into the area then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. So how many siblings do you have then? 
I have seven younger siblings. Ah, because she was often, wow. um, yeah, so she was helping um, our mutual friend, uh, like, organize her house, but then also you were helping with, there's a lot of little kids there that yes. you were helping to babysit. Yes. She was very good at it, so <laughs> what are the, what are the, so you're the oldest, mm-hmm. and then how old is, old is the youngest? <clears throat> the youngest is two, she's turning three this October. Wow. This October. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's 17 year age gap between oldest and youngest mm-hmm. huh. that's a lot so i'm really excited to kind of get into your story um but before just to get a little bit to know about like you felicity mm-hmm. i guess the the fun the, i don't know what parts not the fun parts the <laughs> the interesting parts icebreaker icebreaker parts yeah <laughs> the introductory parts um so this is the part of dave's fault where we're, where, what we're gonna i'm calling it soul sing Soul you know, sing. Soul sing. Yeah, it confused me. You're like the soul sing part, part, and I was like, I just named it. Without you just, telling yeah, him. you named it, and then you're like, oh yeah, yeah this part. And I'm like, so ah. I'll I'll break it down for you. But the question is, what are the types of food, hobbies, and devotions that make your soul sing? So what are the types of food, Felicity, that make your soul sing? <clears throat> well, the first that comes to my mind is vanilla ice cream. Mm. <gasps> ice cream is my favorite dessert, but I love vanilla because it's just simple. And you can have it with all kinds of different things. Yeah. You can, like, elevate it with a bunch of different yes. stuff. What's yes. your favorite elevate topping it. to put on with it? Uh, hmm. Do you like sprinkles? I, or? I think I like to do caramel sauce with, Whoa. like, nuts. Whoa. Chopped nuts. Whoa. Whoa. Maybe, and you know what? I, this just came to my mind. I haven't tried it yet, but... You could probably sprinkle some like coarse salt on top, and it'll be like a salted caramel nut Ooh. ice cream. Wow, that'd be really good. But that, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yum yum. Or you could do. Uh, do you like ever like doing hot fudge? Hot fudge. That's good too. It's okay. kind of like putting ice cream on a hot brownie, actually. Yeah. Yes. That's true. That's it's just definitely. like, oh yeah. Well, so it's very apropos. You. This is Felicity's second time having ice cream today, but yeah. <laughs> she wasn't complaining. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I literally, I just went out with my family to. Um, get some ice cream and then I come here and they're like hey you up for ice cream and I'm like uh, sure sure <laughs> I mean you know I like ice cream so I can't say no I mean it's not like I have two things of ice cream every day so mm-hmm. so um, what are the types of hobbies um, that make your soul sing um, definitely creative writing photography and art nice you said photography, yes, and creative writing, and creative and art. writing, and art. Oh, you guys have a lot in similar and s- some common. <laughs> oh, wow. wow! I think we need to reboot it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I need a reboot after this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mary.exe has malfunctioned. <laughs> I don't even know what she just said, but okay. <laughs> um, so, what kind of art do you like? I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, mostly I just use pencil like colored pencil and then just plain black pencil and I definitely almost always draw animals mm-hmm. I find people very difficult to draw because mm-hmm. each individual face is very unique and mm-hmm. if you don't get the um, uh, the characteristics of each face just right it looks off it looks off mm-hmm. yeah with animals you have more leeway because animals are a little more generic looking mm-hmm. 
Copy paste. <laughs> copy paste. <laughs> she, should do, uh, she should take a photo of um, your dog and. Oh, she did. Oh, she did. <laughs> I did. Oh, you maybe did. I yeah, make a drawing. Maybe. I that would make Hannah so happy. Be cute. Yeah, because yeah, I like to do realistic drawings, and then I also like to. I think I've kind of developed my own slightly cartoony style. Mm, that's cool. I think it resembles Disney animals, maybe. Okay. That's it's, cool. That's cute. Artistic. Theo's definitely got like a Disney animal face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very. Um, do you also do you like singing? By the way. Um, by myself. <laughs> Well, I the, I mean, we're going to talk about this, but you're going to join an order that's all about singing, and they even have yeah. stuff on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So Maybe maybe that'll be different, music. though, because I'll kind of just blend my voice in with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll um, be alone. Yeah. So <laughs> singing actually doesn't make your soul sing, then. Um, I mean, I enjoy singing. I enjoy singing. I definitely... I'd say I'm just kind of mediocre at it. <laughs> I'm not terrible, mm-hmm. but I'm not the Great greatest either. Yeah, <laughs> no Adele's here. Yeah. <laughs> what um, about um, like liturgical music? Is there a specific song that you really, really like? Uh, oh, oh, let me think of the name of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there is definitely one. Um, Jesus, my Lord, my God, my all. Jesus, Ooh. my Lord, my God, my all. How can I love the yeah. I... Sorry. <laughs> I love went, that song. She just went full praise and worship mode. <laughs> oh, that's such a beautiful song. Yeah, I, it just like, just the the it's melody like, is yeah. just like, oh my gosh. It yes. like just, it really, really connects with me. I'm just, mm. I love it. It's like a, it's a little um, lullaby almost in a way. It's very like yeah, yeah. and yet yeah. and yet it's like it lifts you up mm. to a higher place, mm-hmm. which is what which is what liturgical music is supposed to do. Yeah. Yes. You know, actually, this is only like off off um off topic. but off topic, but <laughs> what we had planned to talk today. But but I I was just so we have um, porch rocker in our area, so um, it's basically um, down downtown area um and it's the definitely hippie area of town oh, um, but basically it's like a whole it's it's a really cool artsy area in a way um but it's definitely i don't know it was interesting being i've you know being so i've become immersed in like the the latin you know traditional latin mass and and whatnot and so you know just being very careful what i immerse myself in i guess i'm not picky like i love country i love like you know praise and worship but I don't know. There was something in me when we first, I you know, I we I biked up to the porch rocker mm-hmm. for a little bit. But basically, it's concerts on different porches, and there's food venues and mm-hmm. people wa- walking around. And just listening to the music, you're just like, oh. <laughs> you're like, Ew. wow, this is like, like yeah, down to earth, just kind of. Yeah, huh. I okay. will say the only the one the one that I did like there was one that was kind of like um. They were like a, they reminded me of like a Jamaican band. That was kind of cool because there's a lot of syncopation. <laughs> and then the other one was like a rock band, and it, they were playing. I forget. I was biking right past them, so it was really cool because I like got really into my like. <laughs> I think. Get your hype. Yeah, I think they were playing with something like Metallica or whatnot. But yeah, Ooh. it was like yeah, or I don't know something. Oh, I, it had a really good guitar. Driving guitar. Yeah, driving guitar. Yeah, mm. so it was really good. I like that. Yeah, so that was. I feel like rock music has its. Ex, that's the exception there. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, so okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like I like some secular music too. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just interesting when you like are. I think I was immersed in 
that was I wasn't immersed in pop music growing up, mm-hmm. and so I think I have more like a uh, I'm more picky. I don't just I don't mm-hmm. know want yeah, beautiful, well, want beautiful music to listen to that lifts your soul up. <laughs> yes, yes. So well, um, and that okay. So the funny thing is, Gregorian chant is like the only music I can listen to whenever I'm sick in bed. Hmm. Because usually, you know, whenever you're sick in bed, any kind of music is just torturous. It's mm. like, turn that off, please, right now. Yeah. <laughs> but Gregorian chant, if it's put on very softly in mm-hmm. the background, it's almost a, a soothing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Actually, kind of like vanilla ice cream is soothing to your sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Gregorian yeah. chant. It's That's very, it's very cream. simple, but yes. very, like, simple on, like, a level of, like, it's, there's obviously complexity to it, but it's simple mm-hmm. in the, the simplicity of it. Um, yeah, that's interesting talking about music that makes your soul sing. Um, so a last part of this question is what are types, the types of, or what are the devotions that makes your soul sing? Well, of course, I definitely have to start with the rosary since yes. it's like, the prayer that Mary <laughs> always asked people to pray. Yes. So and all the apparitions. She's yes. like, pray the rosary. Yes. <laughs> she's like, pray the rosary every day. And so many people, people don't listen. So many people they just still don't. They yeah. just they just don't. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, if something's really important to you, then it's like you really you need to work to try to find the time to get it done during the day. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's like your rosary. You gotta spend time with your mm-hmm. mom. Well, <laughs> yes. and I feel like some personalities, like my personality, like someone asked me if I just wanted to go sit down and pray or shoot to them and with them, and I was like, I'm gonna fall asleep or I'm not gonna pay attention. I have to do it. <laughs> but actually, I felt really affirmed the other day because I have to do it when I'm either walking somewhere or I'm driving. I mean, sometimes if mm. I'm in adoration and I'm in the right mood, I can do it. Um, but I was listening to Dr. Peter Kreeft, and he said he prays the rosary pretty much whenever he's driving, and I was like, ha! He's holy, and he <laughs> <laughs> he prays the rosary when he's driving. I was like, I feel so firm because I just don't have the best attention span. So yeah, well, I think you're probably the kind of person that can't sit still for an hour in silence by yourself, locked, like like kind of closed in a room, mm-hmm. praying quietly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can do it. But it's, it's very, very difficult. I, but I also, yeah, I have to just honor my person. Like I can, I can do a holy hour and adoration for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the monotony yeah. of doing a rosary, it's yeah. Again, it's just more. It's more. But it's you know, I mean, even like Saint Teresa of Lisieux is like you know, like I think you have to do things in ways that are fruitful. I mean, you have mm-hmm. to do it. So it's just trying yeah. It's to almost like out. you, you have to do what God wants you to do, but also kind of working with your specific personality. Yeah. And maybe it's better that I do. I mean, especially with my driving record, maybe it is better that I prefer praying in the road. Yeah. Because <laughs> it keeps me accountable. So, right. um, anyways, what are, are there any other devotions that make your soul sing? Or is that um, the main yes. one? Yes. Uh, definitely the seven sorrows of Mary. Mm-hmm. That Whoa. devotion. Whoa. Um, That's intense. I find myself more drawn to um, meditating on, like, Seven Stars of Mary or the Passion of Jesus or all of the, basically all of the really heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. It just, I could just sit there and just think about it. Well, and that's just like, it's just, it's in my personality too, I don't know. Because I also like to watch war documentary um, <laughs> 
TV shows <laughs> like Band of Brothers and The Pacific by Steven Spielberg. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, just the really heavy stuff. I like to just really contemplate. And even though a lot of the time, whenever I'm trying to pray like that, I, my mind does tend to wander. So just because, <laughs> unlike you, Mary, you find it, I don't know. Yeah. You find it very difficult to sit in a quiet room by yourself. You have to like do stuff while you're yeah, praying the rosary. Right. Even though I can sit and you know be by myself for a long time, doesn't mean my mind doesn't wander. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think those two are pretty much the mm-hmm. two devotions that I really feel called to. Pray. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we got a little distracted there. We have a little mascot. <laughs> yes, we do. He was trying to make a breakthrough in the, the, <laughs> the barrier. The well, dog. See, <laughs> the trick is to ignore him. If you don't give him attention, oh. then he'll leave you alone. He's That's cute. what I, yeah, I tell know. our visitors all the time with yes. our dogs. I'm like, don't pet them if they're being rude. Yes. It enforces it. Yes. <laughs> then they're yeah. like, oh, if I poke my nose places where it doesn't belong, then I get pets. <laughs> and it's like, no. No. No pets for you. No pets for you. <laughs> Here, do that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Felicity, I wanted to ask you, how long have you been Catholic? Are you, are you cradle Catholic or are you family? Yes, I am a cradle Catholic. Awesome. Same. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so when so even even if you're a cradle catholic there's like usually a moment for everybody where you kind of take ownership of your faith and be like this i don't Mm -hmm. just believe this because my parents believe it yes yeah because my parents told me you have to go to mass or my parents bring me to church all the time like so when when do you have like a moment in your life where you can pinpoint or maybe like a time in your life where where you kind of were like no like i believe this truly and fully through everything that I have experienced or just just a moment where you grasped onto it and said, no, this is mine now. I think I definitely started to own my faith by the time I was maybe 12 or 13. Actually, probably around the time that I received confirmation, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is, a, this is an interesting story. It's just kind of a little thing, but still, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, my confirmation saint is Saint Philomena, hmm. Hmm. Um, and so right after I was confirmed, we were driving home. We stopped by the grocery store, and the receipt on it it said your cashier today was Philomena. And I'm oh. like, what? The, how common is that name? Like not, in the secular yeah. world, is not very common. Mm-mm. So I'm like. That's just kind of weird. <laughs> uh, again, it's like a little thing, but at the same time, it's like our cashier today was Philomena, and my my saint is Philomena. So. Yeah, huh, that's, that's interesting. So, needless to say, I've been praying to Saint Philomena basically every day to uh, <clears throat> help me discern my vocation. Mm-hmm. Saint Philomena is that means isn't she? Can you remind me who St. Philomena is? I'm kind of blanking. Yeah, she was a Grecian princess who was alive during the reign of Diocletian. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, Doesn't it mean light? Yes. yes. Okay. Philomena. Mm-hmm. Like, luminate. 
Yes. Volumina. Mm. So what drew you to her? I would never have like thought to like go to her for discernment or whatnot. A vocation. I've always been drawn to younger saints, but then especially the martyrs. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how she kept her faith through all of the horrible things that mm-hmm. was that were done to her. Mm. Um, yeah, so basically, I guess probably just because she was a martyr and she had great strength from God. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because Diocletian actually wanted to marry her and she was only like 12 or 13. Ugh. Yeah, again, <laughs> and he was already married. Um, and so, probably like 40s or something. So obviously... But- she refused mm-hmm. to marry that guy, but then he, he got mad, <laughs> as emperors like to do <laughs> whenever... Uh... A 12-year-old doesn't want to marry them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, he had her imprisoned, and some of the tortures she went through, I think, first, they tried to drown her by, er, in the Tiber River by tying an anchor around her neck and throwing mm-hmm. her into the sea. But then angels went down there and untied her and pulled her up out of the water and placed her back up on the deck. <laughs> and she wasn't even wet. And this was in the sight of a big crowd of people. Oh. And so that made Diocletian even more angry because then people started believing in the one true God. <laughs> Instead of him. And converting. And he's like, whoa. This is- <laughs> oh, man. So, yes. Then she was tied to the back of a horse cart and dra- dragged through the streets of Rome while being shot out with arrows. And then they put her back into the prison, all injured. And then angels came and healed her again. Mm. And then... Diocletian is like, what am I? <laughs> oh, yeah. like, it's I like can't... he just... I could just imagine him getting angrier and angrier and like... It's oh, like feral wow. all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I believe she was... I think she was scourged... And they tried to shoot her with arrows again, I think. (laughs) But that time, one of the arrows stopped in midair, turned around, and then shot the archer. (laughs) Um, So yes, what did the way she finally died was either she was beheaded or lanced through the neck. They're Mm -hmm. not sure. Mm. Because basically, the only like initial evidence they found of her even ever existing was her tomb. Mm-hmm. And like just the symbols on her tombstone, kind of gave a little bit of information about her death. Um, and then, I believe she also then later appeared to somebody and told them her story. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she's a very cool saint. Yes. Isn't she the patron saint for like um, people with like m- like mental health issues and stuff like that? That's uh, mm-hmm. Saint Dymphna. Yeah. Oh, saint Dymphna. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, it's funny too because my one of um, the women that I Catholic women in the speaker series that I really look up to, Leah Darrow, really likes Philomena, so hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that, not that that validates your love of her, but, <laughs> but you know, you're, you're allowed to now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just cool. Um, so when you so you took ownership of your faith, like what was that like for you? <clears throat> um, like, yeah. 
Um, I think, like, I really started trying to make time for personal prayer, especially in the mornings and the evenings, and tried to really concentrate during Mass, because, you know, when you're a little kid, you're just kind of like, yeah, we're just going to Mass, because that's yeah. what we do on Sundays. And it feels but... a lot longer when you're a kid. Yes. Because an hour <laughs> is, like, a much bigger chunk of your life mm-hmm. than it is when you're an adult, and it's like, yeah, an hour's nothing. Yeah. But then, yeah, you're, you're a kid, and you're sitting there, forever (laughs) why is it so long uh well yeah and actually we used to always go to a novice ordo mass and then Mm -hmm. quite a few years ago we started going to saint sebastian's one o'clock latin mass Mm -hmm. and um depends on our like our circumstances a lot of the time like our schedule and things um sometimes we'll go through a period where we just go to the Novus Ordo, which is only 10 minutes away from us, and it's not its not too bad, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them are horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we'll also go through periods where we would just go to the Latin Mass all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, typically we do tend to just go to the Latin Mass. Mm-hmm. It, it can be kind of difficult, though, because it's like right at nap time, especially for younger kids. For small kids, chi- for children, For small children, yeah. yes. <laughs> and it's, it's right in the middle of the day because it starts yes. at 1, so... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, that was my, like, <laughs> hesitance towards it at first when I was, like, more more when I was in college, because I think um, it was, like, uh, one was, like, 40 minutes away, and I was, like, whew, you know, yeah. drive 40 minutes, then, you know, then there's mass, then you come back, and then the, your, your Sunday's just gone. Yeah. And I had like, it, like, like, on campus, yeah. I had to walk. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, I know the mass is supposed to be, like, the focus of Sundays, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I, I see your point. It does tend to, like, whoa, like, the whole afternoon is just yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, so that, but then, like, later after college, I was like, eh, you know what? I like, I especially since I started teaching, I was like, I, I really like having, like, a relaxed Sunday morning, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, especially since the Novus Ordo masses are, like, at 9 or... Or 10 or 10.30. Yeah, Yeah, so you really have to get up and, like, make breakfast. Maybe not even make breakfast and then just go. (laughs) Yep. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Get a time to sleep in at least once. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, ugh. But, yeah, I definitely have been to some really terrible Novus Ordos before. Yeah. Like. Yeah, Yeah, one of the most reverent Novus Ordo masses that I've been to was actually a mass at the chapel that the... Poor Claire's have, hmm. I believe they're in Canton somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah the mm-hmm. Poor Claire's. Yes. Um, but yeah, that Novus Ordo Mass was very reverent. There mm-hmm. was complete silence after the Mass was over. Everyone just nice. went out, you know, because mm-hmm. that tends to be a little bit of a problem in a lot of the Novus Ordo Masses is all of the talking in the sanctuary. Yes. It always makes me cringe. I'm like, mm. guys, shh, shh, quiet. <laughs> You go right in the teacher mode. You're like, shh. So do you, so you think going to, sorry, just to kind of <laughs> bring it back. So the Latin mass, do you think that helped you, like, for you, especially since you were older going to it? Like, did that start, yeah, did you see a change in, like, your faith or did that just kind of, like, enrich it or? Hmm, I'm not quite sure. I'm sure it's had some kind of impact because, we're human beings, we're physical and spiritual. Mm-hmm. And so what we do with our bodies while we pray um, definitely influences your soul. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously at the Latin Mass, there's 
definitely almost, you could say, more of an effort mm-hmm. to give worship to God, just with all of the extra prayers that said, mm-hmm. and the Latin, I guess, is almost like, it gives it another level of mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it definitely sets it apart from your, nor- your normal everyday stuff, mm-hmm. because, you know... Usually we speak English. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's it's probably influenced me in some way, like very gradually and quietly, but I'm sure it's influenced me in some sort mm. of way. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, so anything else in terms of just like your journey of faith, at least up until, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out your discernment, just anything about, you know, taking ownership? I, for myself, like, I think, it, yeah, it's just been kind of a gradual... Um, yeah, like a really slow, gradual kind of just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, in, like, in high school, it was kind of tussling with the truth of like God's existence. And, um, and then just, uh, I think through college, it was formation and what actual like Catholic culture and the, you know, what the relevance of the Catholic faith had. Mm-hmm. And then now that I've been graduated, it's just really just tussling with a different... like. I felt like I went through a phase where it was like trying to grasp with like the whole creed and understanding every component of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just trying to understand the relational part where it's like understanding my identity as a daughter of Christ and now trying to figure out what it means to follow Jesus. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, yeah, um, I've definitely struggled with scrupulosity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a cradle Catholic thing, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe some converts have that too. No, there's a I lot know St. Therese. I know St. Therese was a cradle Catholic and stuff. But uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That would sorry. be something interesting to yeah, look, look into. Yeah. But, so sorry. So you said you were struggling with. You, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I would go through certain, like, like again, it would almost, like, come in, like, little waves, like, mm-hmm. every few months or even years where I just become really scrupulous mm-hmm. and more. I was trying to be a saint purely for the sake of being perfect instead mm-hmm. of trying to please God. Mm-hmm. And so then that kind of just, it really, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just sum it up like that. Um, darn, where was I going with this? Um, <laughs> like ownership of the faith and yeah. Uh, so yeah. Struggle with I mean, scrupulosity. Yeah. Scrupulosity and so I think I think I've definitely kind of I've been combating that. I think it's it's gotten better, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you think once you took ownership then it's just like kind of I think it's when you like kinda of take your faith for granted and then it helps you to be like, Wait, yeah what and, and it's like it helps you kind of take take a step back and be like, Okay, Jesus, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to pray? Mhm. Yes. And um yeah, and also, <laughs> my mind just went blank. I'm trying to think: should I save this next part for the next question? Like, um, maybe we, maybe we well, maybe we can just go into the next question then. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how did God call you to where you are today? So, I guess probably just to preface it, you are. Um, what 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 date in September are you heading off? September fifth. Yeah, you're heading off to where? To the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of Apostles, in Missouri. Yeah. So, definitely, she, you know, 
remember her in your prayers as she begins this uh, journey. Um, but yeah, so how did God call you to where you're at today? Tonight, take this next step in the discernment. So ever since I can remember, I've always just had this like little desire to be a nun. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I was little, I'd be like, oh, I want to be a nun. And then mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just always stayed with me. Mm-hmm. And um, so we've been getting uh, the Benedictine's sister's uh, newsletters in the mail for as long as I can remember. And I had been kind of wanting to join a convent that was in Ohio because I didn't like the idea of moving far away from my family. (laughs) But then mom suggested, well, why don't you try the Benedictines in Missouri? And I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. I'll I'll try them out. Because I had had already visited... um, I hope I'm getting this right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a smaller order, not as well known. It's mostly contemplative. It's the Order of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary, I think. Okay. Oh, I think I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they have like a blue habit? Like almost, I think. almost like a sky blue habit. It's very, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I had visited them for only a day, but I felt like it was almost too much silent prayer time and there wasn't enough structure to it. Yes, and like and work to be done and things like that because mm-hmm. they're like the Franciscans where they rely completely on donations. Yeah. So they don't really, they don't um, try to be self sufficient in that in the way that the Benedictines do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also gone to a retreat that the Dominican Sisters in Ann Arbor hosted. Oh, okay. And so whenever I went there. Um, I felt like they were too active and out in the world. And I'm like, this might just be too distracting for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd be able to really focus on God as much because it's just, it's like, I wasn't really like the wrong setting for me. Mm -hmm. And so then I went to visit the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of Apostles. The first time I visited was... In June, I believe, of 2019, when I was 17, yes. Because then then I would be turning 18 in July, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I went there and visited for a week, and I just, I really liked it there. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then I visited them again in 2020 in February for a week, and this was all, like, right before the COVID stuff started happening. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, that was, like, lucky. I squeezed that in there yeah, right, right before all the craziness. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and both times I really, I guess you could say, I felt at peace. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, this is where I belong. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see if we'll see if that's where God wants me to be. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's almost kind of like um, <laughs> dating. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it, yeah. it is. Because you kind of like, I mean, you feel a lot of peace, but it's kind of like, it's a two-way street. You're kind of like, yes, and God can be like, either keep on coming or nope, 
Nope. Slam. Uh-uh. Go slam. I, I mean, the way you... I will say, y'all can't see her face, but um, she definitely, when she's talking about them, I don't know if you notice, Anna, but she definitely has a smile on her face. So. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, whenever I'm around other people, I tend to have to force myself not to smile because I... I don't know. I just... I smile without thinking. I'm just like, smile, smile, Hey, that's smile. a good thing. And then my, and then my face starts hurting. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Um... So, um, and so when did you start, um, visiting all the other orders? How old were you when you started? Um, well, the first order I ever visited was the order of the sacred hearts of Jesus and Mary. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sacred and immaculate hearts of Jesus and Mary. Um, and I was 15 when I wow. did that. Wow. So yeah, I really started seriously considering the religious vocation whenever I was in my teens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before then, it had always just been like, oh, I want to be a nun. You know, that kind of little... Yeah. yeah. You, you always dressed up as a nun for Halloween or something like that. Um, yeah, I didn't do that. But yeah, that, that kind of attitude towards it. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did, your, what did your parents think? Were they just like... I mean, obviously they're... Yeah, luckily, I have very supportive parents, no matter which road you... I choose. Yeah. I... I've actually had some friends before where their parents want them to, like, go off to, like, call first before they join a religious order. But, I mean... Yeah, and incur a bunch of student debt and yeah, can't yeah, join yeah, a religious I mean, order. Yeah, That's so well, dumb. Yeah, the <laughs> difficult thing about that is a lot of orders won't take you if you, you have, have any, debt. Any debt, Because yeah. once you're there, it's like, how are you going to be paying off that debt you're not out working you're right. not earning money so they would have to pay it off and that's mm-hmm. just not going to work right. and they just don't yeah, yeah they don't want to take on that expense yeah. yeah so but i think that's awesome because i think you know i think if you're really called a religious life i mean i think it's crazy now that there's such a like a granted like you go off to college before well, it's yeah done. it's almost it's almost like it's just the norm like yeah. mm-hmm. oh like the first thing everybody usually asks you after you're done with high school is so are you going to college or like, when are you, are you going to going college? to college or where are you going to college? I'm like, well, <clears throat> I'm not. <laughs> I, I mean, and usually people are like, oh, well, good for you. But I always feel a little awkward whenever yes. I say I'm not going to college because mm-hmm. it's almost like it's like it's expected. Yes. Yeah. And in the education field, like I know teaching, like people will always be like, your goal is to get your, your students to college. I'm like, but college isn't for everyone. No, no, it's not no. for everybody, and we should stop pretending that it is. Yeah, because people are so unhappy. It's like lots mm-hmm. of people are, go there and they're like miserable, and it's uh-huh. like, yeah. why do we force that on people if they're if they're miserable? Just yeah, or like they don't, they have no idea what they want to go to college for. They keep they keep switching their, their degrees, majors, their yeah. majors, and um, then it's like mm-hmm. you could have just waited. It's okay. And then, <laughs> and then a lot of the time after they're done with college, they never even use their degrees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, what did you just go through? Yeah. Like, why'd for, you go? Th- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for what? For uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of times parents are like, it'll help you grow up so you can be more, more sure before you start. Or, you know, I've even heard like for men, it's like, you need to date a couple of girls before you join the seminary. So, you know, like, Ew, you know, that's just gross. make sure. Or, <laughs> You know, actually, um, I think they should go and uh, go on a retreat at a monastery first before they start dating <laughs> girls. I'm just saying that's what yes. parent like. I think parents are misguided, yes. and obviously, yes. so obviously, you have great parents that have just been supportive of you. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I will say, like, I don't feel like going off to college matures you necessarily. And mm-hmm. also, like, you're really smart, you know. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you well, know, and I, I've just I have never had any desire to go to college. Like all of the things that I'm interested. Like, 
and like creative writing and photography and um, art, they're definitely just hobbies that I do for the joy of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I would never want to make it a, a career. Right. Yeah. yeah. So will you be able, um, will you be able to continue that in a, in a capacity when you join the religious order? Yes. Or do you know <laughs> that answer? Yeah. Um, uh, definitely I could still do art cause they have a few sisters there who are artists and they have a little, like a community supply of art um stuff that's oh that's cool and so um they had sent me whenever i asked to join they said yes you can join and then here's a list of things that you should probably bring um Mm -hmm. no sorry um a little bit distracted for a second (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so anyway and then on the list it said you you can bring an optional hobby and so I asked them if I could bring my camera, and they're like, well, sure, but what kind is it? And I'm like, okay, well, here's what kind it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, they're like, yeah, sure, you can bring it. So mm-hmm. I'll definitely be bringing my camera yeah. to, nice. um, like, for free time that the sisters have every day for, like, 45 minutes or maybe an hour. Yeah. They get to either go pray or, like, do mm-hmm. some of their hobbies and because mm-hmm. I know some of the sisters play musical instruments wow. and things like that so mm-hmm. yeah yes yeah, so you can definitely bring your creative talent to the abbey and they'll be happy to <laughs> let you use it <laughs> that's beautiful and you know I'm just thinking you know getting to know you like you just like you seem like I, I'm like it's I feel like it's it's interesting it's kind of like I feel like God has placed like marriage on my heart and like molded me in like certain ways and like you as well like I remember you talking about how like you were con- like I'm also so extrovert so you would say oh I'm just content to like we're you know we're just content to be at home with our like with each other like with yeah. our family and you know living your daily life and like you know you didn't you know like that was often like you know you wouldn't go other places or mm-hmm. to me I'm like what you didn't see other people yeah. <laughs> but I think that's beautiful because it's like that's just how you're naturally disposed so it's like it's literally this order like obviously there will be challenges because you're well, with yeah. a bunch of women but yeah. <laughs> I feel like those challenges are you know like, I think it's just like yeah I think I'm really so um yeah um before before we do you have anything else to share on part of the discernment? Or um, I would like to, because uh, we have this beautiful, um, like it's describing the order, and I think it's really beautiful. So I wanted to mm-hmm. read that. So um, there yeah. is there is like uh, one more thing that I'd like to add to. Don't our, hey, yeah. we're here. You're 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> they hear our voice all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Probably sick of it. okay. <laughs> Shut Six up. Seven episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had been talking to one of the sisters whenever I visited them. And so after one of their masses, I think she was holding someone's toddler, mm-hmm. you know, just enjoying the little cute kid. And just like, aw. Yes. And then I think the one of the parents had asked her, so just like curious like so have you ever desired to have your own children and then she the sister she stops for a second she's like well actually no and it wasn't like it wasn't like she was repulsed by the idea but it's like the desire was just never placed inside her wow Hmm. and i 
it was so weird. I'm like, oh my gosh, I relate to that. Like what? <laughs> like I love little kids. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, You're a big I can. Sister. Yeah. Um, but I've never, I've just never had that desire to have my own children. Yeah. And start my own family. Wow. Hmm. So it's like that was wow. so cool. <laughs> That's so interesting because I feel like, you know, I think you know Hannah. I've talked about this, like the discernment, like what they. I'm actually, so I'm, I'm kind of going through a phase right now where I'm actually um, just being very intentional and I'm, I'm learning um, the discernment of spirits. Mm-hmm. And I'm really tempted um, to really figure out like how to apply those to dating because, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like the discernment, like I, there's just so many mixed messages where it's like, um, like all women are called to be mother in a certain way, mm-hmm. but like it's both physical and spiritual. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, then you're lost with like, okay, you know, cause like for myself, yeah. I've felt very called to like physical motherhood. Yes. Um, like you want your own children, yeah. you want your own family yeah. and like, everything. You know, like when I hold my niece, it's like, oh, if this one, were one only own. mine. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so interesting. Cause but it's I have like, to give it back now. <laughs> you know, they're like, you want to be, they, they, they say like, you're, you're not a good, um, priest or if you don't feel called to be a father you're not a good religious sister if you don't feel called to be a mother but they don't specify like that's so interesting that like the mm-hmm. way your heart is drawn to that so mm-hmm. i think that's actually like super affirming and like super yeah. like helpful for people uh-huh. for discerning i'm like kind of going crazy i'm like <laughs> i see <sighs> you i see you like amping up you're like oh my gosh yeah well because <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing they don't like we've talked about this before on the podcast mm-hmm. where it's like I went to Franciscan where it's a beautiful place, but they, they only provided like discernment retreats for people who felt called to religious life and mm-hmm. priesthood, but never like any support for discernment for people who called to marry life. Yes. Yes. And, and it's there like, definitely needs to be support for both. And I feel like mm-hmm. he, hearing this conversation like affirms me. It's like, why do we have to be separate and silo, like being siloed in as young adults? Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, yeah, this totally amped me up. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> sorry, do you have anything more else on that? That's such a beautiful image, though. Yeah, um, that's so interesting because you do yeah. see like the image of nuns holding babies, but mm-hmm. that's so yeah, interesting. or like or interacting mm-hmm. with little children, and you can see they're definitely happy. Yeah, but it's almost like it's because they're happy because they're being spiritual mothers. Mm-hmm. Wow, I never thought about that. <laughs> I think I think the. The reason why people say though that like you should you shouldn't be a priest if you have like no desire to be be like a physical father but whatever, I think um, sometimes it can they're more thinking like if if you were like repulsed absolutely like repulsed by the uh, by the vocation like Ugh, you know like you almost then can't... that that could also be a sign that you were actually called to that vocation. Mm-hmm. And the, and oh. who knows? I mean, so like, so like, <laughs> what are you? Oh, sorry. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's like, so you gotta be open to yeah, like any vocation that God might have in store for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. I'm trying to think how to, how to word the thoughts in my head. Sometimes it's yeah. a little difficult. Uh, so the, the reason you definitely shouldn't join a religious order if, you're repulsed by the idea of raising your own family. Right. But it's more just like you just don't have that desire at all. Yeah. Right. And I feel like you honor the beauty of the desire, but you're like, it's not for me. Yes. And Mm -hmm. like, you still see the beauty of becoming a physical mother and like having your own family, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, you just don't 
you're mm-hmm. definitely you almost like you feel more called to be yeah yeah and honestly I feel like order. it's a spiritual like physical kind of draw too because mm-hmm. I and I think that would help because I feel like a lot of people there's like a couple of people in mind that are like I just don't know which real like which which vocation I'm called to and I feel like sometimes like we have to like go I always like when I'm counseling people or giving them input I just say, I'm not a counselor but when mm-hmm. people come to me for advice I say let's start with what is like let's start on in the ground start with truth start with reality and that's super grounding mm-hmm. to be like what do you feel naturally oriented to Mm-hmm. So like, because like for me, it's like I feel like now, like it's like I'm very aware that there's a space down there that yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that was one way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's such a privilege to be like, wow, I have a womb. Okay, you know? so it's so beautiful. Really cool if you think know, about yeah. it. If you think about it, whenever you're expecting, there are two souls inside mm-hmm. of your body. Yeah, actually, our we have a priest that will say one of my friends is pregnant and he's like i get a twofer when you like you get a twofer when you hug someone who's pregnant <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hugging two people. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so yeah that, that i thought that was really cool whenever mm-hmm. i read that that was in, that's interesting too like yeah. if you were this is inter- interesting to think about with um this is like a weird question that i thought of but you know, you're pregnant and you receive the Eucharist. Isn't that, is that like your first communion? Do you get your first communion inside the womb? <laughs> no. no, I've never thought about yeah. that. Yeah, well, but that's so cool. Like, so I wonder for you, you know, like, um, that, like, that natural, like, there's like for us, like, it's, well, I mean, obviously for you, like, this natural desire, like, do you feel like you just have this natural desire to, because I, okay, so I'll say this. I had it when I was, um, we have a Catholic festival up in the, up in this area, mm-hmm. um, and they they had like they used they used to mm-hmm. um, have a um, tent for like vocations, which was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I loved it, and then they took it away, and I was like, okay, why'd you do that? Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I'm not don't feel called to it, but I think it's inspiring when you see people. But I remember a woman saying or, or a nun saying like. Um, and this was like I, you know, I was sure before. Like I had a like a, a struggle with like feeling guilty for not called being called to religious life. Oh, but yeah, it was it was a you know a journey, and you know way better now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember her saying, you know, I was like, yeah, well, I want to be a mom, and she's like, well, you could be a mom to many, and I was like, what? Like what? Like I don't <laughs> want that. No, I want to be mo- like you know. So, but that's interesting. Like I feel very called to be very intentional and being open to. You know, obviously, I love children and I love people, yeah. but I also, like, I know, like, it's it's interesting the way, but do you feel, like, the openness to, like, receive everybody, like, yeah, how to... Yeah. Um, do you feel that, like, oh, I want to be mother to, like, everybody? Well, yeah, I think that's <laughs> a really cool idea, and it's, like, it's comforting, because whenever, because I had never really thought about it that way, mm-hmm. I always thought, okay, you're either a physical mother or you're just a nun, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then whenever I read... Um, that actually all women mm-hmm. are called to be mothers either physically or spiritually. And I'm like, whoa, that like really comforted me somehow. Yeah. Like it, mm-hmm. it just felt right. Yeah. And so, yeah, the idea of being a spiritual mother is very neat. That is cool. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Because obviously it's like, yeah, of course, that's, that is neat. So what is it neat? Like what does it resonate for you personally that you're like, this is like how I'm called to live at my my, my deus vault, God's will. Uh, well. 
Well, because one of the um, main things that the Benedictine sisters in Missouri, they offer their prayers for is for priests. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, you know what? This day and age, we definitely need lots of prayers for priests and yeah, um, yes. sacrifices and things like that. And whenever I hear about um, like people who are struggling with the Catholic faith or who have left the Catholic faith or who just need prayers... Mm-hmm. I'm always, I always like just think about it a lot. And then I just, you know, I mean, I think a a lot of people have that desire to pray for people, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You feel very responsible almost in a way, maybe. Yeah. Like my prayers definitely have an impact. Yeah. And so they need to be prayed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was just, where was I listening to this? Where is like the slow... Like, I think sometimes we misunderestimate our prayers and the power of it, mm-hmm. like yeah. St. Monica, mm-hmm. um, but it's really the slow, it, I was heard it called the slow work of God. Because mm-hmm. I recently, I always, like, because I, I am such a doer. Yes, you Like, are. I'm such a Martha, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I have, like, I'm, you know, um, I almost picked that, I was almost picked Martha and Mary as the name for my business. Um, but, um, well, you know, they need each other. They balance each other out. Right. Yeah. So, and I think that's really cool. Like, you know, our, our friendship kind of comes from that. (laughs) Like, I feel like, you know, discerning it's, yeah, I I feel like having the presence of women in my life that, I mean, obviously feel called to marriage and whatnot, but also religious life is Mm -hmm. really, really affirming because you learn from each other and you can affirm each other. Um, Sorry, I totally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay, I've been doing that a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> it wow, this is just like such a beautiful conversation. So I hope everyone's enjoying it. And what a gift that you are, Felicity, um, with just sharing your... I think, you know, I hope for all, all you women out there and, and even um, men out there that are, are discerning. And um, I also affirm your desire to pray for priests because, you know, I, I have a... A special, um, actually, Father Anthony will be on next week, and he's like a spiritual brother to me. Um, it's really cool. Like I feel very like privileged to have that bond with him, and it's cool because mm-hmm. I feel like it's the necessary healing in the church for the lay and priest, you know, relationship. The... Yeah. yeah, yeah, relationship. <laughs> um, so I would also yeah. like to humbly ask for prayers for him because I I have seen you know, um, just there's such that there is such an attack, mm-hmm. and when I you know like we we had someone in his class came out it, it was kind of a really bad um just a lot of like yeah i don't want to go into it but mm. um more of that stuff yeah, yeah it's a lot of <laughs> a lot of the same with all the all the scandals that's going on in the church so it kind of hit home with that mm-hmm. and i just saw him just being so mad at it and then just being like you know because mm-hmm. he you know, children are precious in his, you know, like as a spiritual father. That would and be then, so Yeah, and it's like so you're heartbreaking. Yeah. Because it all of the scandals, it really does greatly damage the trust that the laity is supposed to have in their priests yeah. as spiritual fathers. Yeah. And so I could see a good priest really struggling with that. Yeah, because he, he can't, you know, he has to be careful about like you know, like just even like hugging, you know, children yes, and stuff. Yes, like because they have now to be... it's like the lady, it's like they're predisposed to assume the worst because yeah. of all the horrible things that have been going on. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, and it just boy. affects these. And yeah, the these good, good it affects the good priests. And it's like, I wish there was a way as a lady that we could lift up our good priests while also keeping the ones that are not keeping them accountable, you know, yes, so yes. that the good priests can truly do their ministry. So, well, yeah. um, I mean, you just got to go directly to them. I mean, if there's a good priest, 
you have to you have to build them up and make sure that they know give them support because because yes. you know if you think about it um the priestly vocation could it can be kind of i can imagine it can be kind of a lonely yeah especially lonely if you're a diocesan yes. i think if you're like a if you're a part of like an order or something that would probably be less but yeah especially less because it's like you've got yeah but diocesan yeah. it's basically like you know you it's just you direct, yeah just you and then uh the way that they that so many um bishops just move priests around they don't yeah. even really get to stay at their parish long enough yeah. to form any kind of community meaningful community relationship yeah. with their spiritual yeah. children their flock so mm-hmm. yeah and then also yeah. there um with the like the you know a lot of our we're you know a lot of our older priests are retiring at a rate that we can't like i mean we actually have a booming seminary in this diocese but still we don't have enough to like so a lot of the younger like he's in his second assignment and he's i mean normally it's like two assignments the very least before they're supposed to really get their own parish yeah but some of them are like getting like i remember father pfeiffer i think he got his first his like first parish within like his second assignment as well so mm-hmm. he's um, doing great though so. oh i mean yeah <laughs> yeah and father anthony will too but i remember talking with him about that and you just see the fear in their eyes and you're like oh. i mean because it's a well, whole parish well, so yeah. <laughs> you're like we'll take care of you and i mean he's it's such like... a gift i mean he's such a gift and i know he'll be great but he's also human and these priests are so human so mm-hmm. um, well yeah that's another thing i think so many people tend to forget that priests and religious they're still definitely human yeah but it's almost like because of their position in life and Mm -hmm. just they dress differently it's almost like you start seeing them as just like cardboard people or it's like Mm -hmm. other you know you kind of like other them or you know you don't realize that they can struggle with things too and they have to yeah Yeah. have to be perfect i think father I, i said this before on the podcast but um i think growing yeah i think especially when you grow up as like, little kids and yeah you like see that. like mm-hmm. them as like this like you know they're on a pedestal yeah and so father and even when i was at franciscan there are were a couple that i did connect with but father anthony was the first one where i was like i realized that they were only like they were i mean i actually it's kind of cool because once you connect with the humanity and then you're at mass and they're like lifting up the host and you're like like Gosh in persona christi like yeah wow, wow that's, that's my like, friend whoa that is so <laughs> intimate it's so beautiful and then even you know a lot of people they you know i'm sad because like a lot of times people feel like they have to bop around to the different priests to do their confession because they don't you know they don't feel comfortable going to the priest that they know because mm-hmm. they feel you know and obviously like it's great that they're going to confession but i have actually come to realize like <laughs> Confession is about meeting Jesus as your friend and just trying to reconcile with him. Mm-hmm. And I learned that through Father Anthony, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he became one of my regular, he became a regular confessor. And it was really cool to learn the mercy of God through that. So, yeah. well, I mean, um, like ever, all these, you know, the Pope has his confessor, like a confessor. He doesn't just mm-hmm. move around, you know, and many saints who were religious and saints otherwise had personal confessors mm-hmm. and, and so it's meant to be a kind of like a, a really more meaningful relationship than just like tra- transactional which i think people kind of reduce it down to sometimes mm-hmm. but to have your confessor like know you then they can probably give you a better yeah <laughs> yeah they know yeah, you, you so then it's like they can they can give you better advice mm-hmm. because 
you know, you're not a person behind a screen yeah. anymore. Yeah. And I will tell you all, Felicity is very human for sure. And actually oh, just yeah. recently, just, just, just now before we were recording, I was like, gosh, dating it, you're a lot more feisty than I realized. So <laughs> now I have to connect with both you and Hannah. Oh, Feistiness no. overload. I mean, I am feisty too, but. And you've I, never even heard me be sarcastic. Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, like so our our before our, our time closes, this beautiful. So talking about being human and whatnot, I what I love. So I'm um the we'll we'll definitely put um a link to the um, community that she's joining in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they encapsulate. Um, I think I mean they're just so beautiful, but mm-hmm. they're also so like human and like yes because um well, I mean everyone's always amused by a picture of nuns playing soccer for yes. some reason like like again they just like people just forget that they're human and mm-hmm. yeah they we enjoy like soccer, soccer. they yeah. like to play soccer or like once you get to know all the like the individual sisters you see their personalities mm-hmm. and. It's almost like their personality, it still shines, even though they all yeah. dress the same mm-hmm. and do a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. It's still, you are still your own person. In fact, like a better yeah, person. Yeah. That's what Father Anthony says. You become more of the better, more of a, the better version of yourself when mm-hmm. you, yes. um, and I kind of, um, so I just want to read this description. It says the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of the Apostles is a traditional monastic community totally consecrated to our lady for the sanctification of priests and souls committed to them um and then i I love i think this is um so obviously the prayer for priests but the first part i thought was kind of where my prayer has been recently or just thoughts have been is Mm -hmm. um so it says the benedictine role is the foundation of our spiritual life as we strive to maintain its austere simplicity our day is centered around the holy sacrifice of the mass celebrated in the extraordinary form the divine office the prayer of the church is chanted in Latin before the blessed sacrament eight times daily as prescribed in the rule of St. Benedict. Um, and I, I just been thinking about this, like, um, cause kind of relation to what's going on with the Latin mass. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think I've been frustrated cause I was like, man, I feel like, you know, the, the things that the, the, um, with the multi proprio and whatnot, I feel like I have to pick a camp and I'm like, gosh, darn it. I don't feel like I don't want to pick a camp because I'm just, I'm Catholic. I'm just living out my faith to the best yeah, of my ability. Just be Catholic. Yeah. Just be Catholic. Mm-hmm. And I also think people forget like we're supposed to live like an incarnated life and take Christ into our daily lives. And so that mm-hmm. doesn't mean we sallow the rest of like, you know, like we have physical bodies. So exercise Mm-hmm. I.e. soccer is a natural thing. Yes. So I think it's like, we, you know, we, we bring Christ into our daily lives. And um, so it's like, it's just, I think, um, you know, and I love that it's the, you know, your tradi- you know, you have the traditional Latin mass because, but it's just like, because you're just living the beautiful dynamic faith out to the best of its ability because it's mm-hmm. really what enlivens the order. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I guess maybe we can just close because honestly, like, <laughs> there's so many cool <laughs> things about this order. Well, I um, mean, yeah, and and recently I've noticed, like, this day and age, it seems like a lot of people have lost their understanding of how important cloistered orders are. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll ask, so what do they do? Do they do mission work? Are they like out? around people and I'm like well no and then mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's almost like the attitude is well well then what's the point mm-hmm. and well these mm-hmm. sisters definitely since they're not out around like spending time with 
lay people, mm-hmm. they can like focus really in. focus in on praying and sacrificing, which yeah. is extremely powerful. Yes. Um, and we need more people to do that. Yeah. So. Well, and I think what's really captivating about your order is it says on the back, by the grace of God, we are receiving many new vocations. Young women seeking God in prayer and aspiring to imitate the queen of apostles have followed the call to serve Christ with us. This is a really cool part. The average age of the sisters is 27 years old. Well, yeah, they, they're really not that their order is actually relatively new and they've got like i think around 30 sisters maybe more Mm -hmm. and yeah like you said the average age is 27 most of them they're young they have sisters from europe and they've got sisters from obviously the united states um africa and they've got a sister from kenya and they current there's currently two girls from europe who are wanting to join but they can't due to the code restrictions so (laughs) I we gotta get them over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somehow I feel bad for them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're they're doing really well, and I yeah. think it's part of it is an attraction to the traditional Catholicism that they live out mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. daily life, and all of that. And I also I also love one of the things that attracted me to them was their balance of prayer and work, because. Yeah, like like yeah, like with the first order that I joined, the Sacred Immaculate Hearts of Jesus and Mary, they were almost too much prayer for me. Mm -hmm. And then with the Dominicans, they were they were too active, but too much work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, too much too much just in the world, Mm -hmm. which is it's we need that. It's pretty good. Uh, Well, it is good. (laughs) Um, But the Dominican, the sorry, the Benedictines are just a balance Mm -hmm. of and work Mm -hmm. um like they'll pray and then they'll work and they'll pray and work and honestly i think that's a lot of that's kind of similar to our own uh, routine that we have at home because we try to say some family prayers and then we have chores that we do and then there's family time and play time and all kinds of stuff and Mm -hmm. we're usually home most of the time so Joining the Benedictines is definitely going to be a big change, but at the yeah. same time, it's going to be very familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also I um, their their work is more in sustaining the the or like the monastery because mm-hmm. you have farmlands and whatnot. And yeah, so yeah. what what yeah, so what are the different types of work that they? Because I that was I love that, and I think that's kind of mm-hmm. like the area you grew up in, anyways. And yeah, I, I mean I'm already planning. Hannah and I are trying to figure out when we want because we're I've been just craving so much like silence and, and just mm-hmm. <laughs> rest. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, okay, how soon can I go down? Yeah, so, that would be that would be really cool if yeah. you would come visit. And yeah. Just, just take the time to pray in their chapel because yeah. their chapel is absolutely gorgeous. Oh. Um, they built it just like a few years ago. They have been raising money for it and built a new chapel, mm-hmm. bigger and better, so that more people can come and. Oh. Yes. Yeah, we saw yeah. photos and we we're like, wow. Like I can't pass up a pretty church. Yeah. <laughs> so what are so what are the types of works that they do on the like work? Well, they have like they're basically their own mini farm. They've got dairy that. cows mm. and they have chickens. They even have bees for honey. Ooh. And I think they make their own beeswax candles. Nice. And obviously, so they have their own milk and they make their own butter and cream and they even made their own ice cream. Uh, <gasps> see, vanilla, <laughs> she joined. Vanilla 
want ice cream. Yes. Yeah, that, okay, what? well, that's homemade ice cream. You don't need it to be anything else but vanilla. It is yes. like, it's oh like, my oh my gosh, this yeah. is so if good. If you ever have a chance to have homemade ice cream, do it. Yes. <laughs> do it in your coat. No. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's, it's, so yeah, they have, they have farm animals. They have their own gardens. They have both flower gardens and vegetable gardens. They have some fruit trees. I believe they mm. have apple trees. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> They don't have cherry trees because they say in their newsletters how they go over to their neighbor's um, cherry orchard who, you know, the neighbor is like, here, take some. So they're like, oh, thank you. So they'll go over and pick cherries. Um, So, yeah. That's actually, it's funny because this is literally like what I want to do, but as like a wife and mother. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm like, wow. Wow, and I love it because it's just, it, I mean, the photos and all the um, newsletters are just of, I mean, the sisters are in prayer and, like, that's gorgeous and, and the, you know, taking their vows and, mm-hmm. and their, their, their wedding gowns and that is yes, just beautiful. Yes, Before they take their first um, set of vows, which is for three years, um, they do. They wear a wedding dress, like, uh, symbolizes that they are brides of Christ and so That's it's awesome. just like, oh, wow. And they have all their hair down. Usually it's very long mm-hmm. right before they get it cut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they have their hair down and all that fun stuff. So it's oh, like, I wow. Can, I, I feel like I'm so vain because I see that and I'm like, I would just, I don't know. That would be traumatizing to have my hair cut like that. <laughs> well, actually, I've... In- I've intentionally, intentionally been growing my hair out really long so that it's more dramatic whenever it gets cut short, <laughs> just, just for the fun of it. Yes. I mean, go. just as a little aside, like, yeah, okay, I'm going to grow out my hair really long <laughs> and it's curly also. So it's going to be a lot of cut. Oh, also, um, once they cut the, um, girl's hair, they then give the hair to the mother of the girl. <gasps> oh, <laughs> yes. yes. Mary's like, I so, can't let my child so. be that. <laughs> oh, that would be such a privilege, though. I mean, because I always say pre- parents of priests are in a, like, a level, like, in their like own category of parents. And, I mean, I think, obviously, religious mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. that have religious. Yeah, so I'm just like, wow, you guys are going to be getting a lot of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with that. Good luck. I mean, like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Um... Yeah, so then and then they also have photos so of that. That's so mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm looking through the newsletter. I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, if I was felt called to like religious life, this would be. This well, I mean, be it. I mean, you're attracted to it in like a different way. It's almost like if you had children who were called to that oh, order, you'd be like, like, go. <laughs> and it's also Pushing like that. Just is so for me. It's more like oh, I because you know living in the world, like I have my own business and, yeah. and all this stuff. It's like you. I mean. As you grow in your, like, as I'm growing in my faith and just going, mm-hmm. journeying through life, you just kind of, the noise of the world just becomes it really It becomes noisy. wearisome. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I need to go away to rest. So I was like, you know, and I've always thought too, like, when I have children, I think that there is a certain amount of, you know, I've always told, I had another friend who felt called to religious life, and I would always say, well, if you're always welcome to come to my place and rest in the chaos of the children running around. Because <laughs> there is a rest in, in family life too, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I love the photos of the women in um, on the farmland and whatnot. So, um, uh, so, oh gosh, I don't <laughs> even know how to close out. This is, um, I know there's just so much to yeah. mention and so, talk about. So I yes. just want to say this. So, um, yeah, y'all should definitely check it out and just pray and 
oh my gosh, I feel like we could have you on for another hour. <laughs> no, I I'm kind of like, oh, I think this is why Matt Fry does uh, long form. Oh, we're not going to do the four-hour thing, though. No, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so just like really quick, so they're located in Missouri. Oh, yeah, that was the – okay, I knew there was a question. But I'll just go quickly and say that their vows are – they vow to obedience, conversion of life, stability, and that's, that's it. it. <laughs> so, um, but just tell us really quickly, too, the um, – there was a recent uh, – or not recent, but what was that thing where um, – <laughs> They got, uh, so they have a lot of security concerns, per se. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Just tell us I that mean, quick, and then we'll, we'll close with... And we can um, have links to that, too, because I yeah. think Church Militant reported on that. So. Yes. Oh, uh, this past Lent, there were three incidents. They, their convent was actually shot at from the road. Um, That's insane. I believe... It was at night, mm-hmm. although I'm not sure. That, yeah. That's it what was it said in the newsletter. Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I, kinda, I don't really remember everything that's in the newsletter. <laughs> There's a lot of them that you brought <laughs> us. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, in fact, one of the times whenever their convent was shot at from the road, one of the bullets went into the Mother Superior's bedroom, and it was only three feet above where she was sleeping. And you can imagine how scary that would be yeah yeah. um so they have successfully raised money and are building a wall like a security wall around their convent which will also help with like like um privacy and just their way of life like being Mm -hmm. cloistered it yeah like makes it more of a i guess you could call it a secret garden yeah (laughs) oh i love that i love that i think that's really beautiful Mm -hmm. um so yeah, they said while this was definitely pretty uh like oof, yeah. they never lost their peace of soul. Wow. Like wow. it just it was another reminder that we will all die one day mm-hmm. and all you can do is just be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um so they they are so they're I saw that they're having a little pause in construction just because the materials are went out for the Mm-hmm. Um, for the wall, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but also, so not only do they have this one convent in Missouri, but they also have a second one. So, second so one, they, yes. they have the funds for the wall, but, mm-hmm. um, so that if people are interested, they can donate money to support the building of the second monastery, correct? Yeah. Their daughter That's house, they, yeah. they kind of branched out simply, I think simply because they're receiving so many new sisters that they just, they have to branch out because of just living space and yeah. also they don't want the community to get too big because then it becomes very it becomes difficult to get to know everybody there and yeah. you want it to be very family like mm-hmm. so um yes uh let me see anyway we could probably provide some links for yeah yeah so we'll, we'll, donation of money to their new convent yeah so it'll be on the website there so it'll mm-hmm. have it'll have everything where just go ahead and dive into learning about the order um, and actually, it's so interesting that your your patron saint is Saint or Saint Philomena, and the woman that started the order, her, her name is Saint Wilhelmina. 
Yeah, just Wilhelmina. Yeah. Wilhelmina, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's kind of... <laughs> House. <laughs> yeah, so she seems like a very joyful person. So, mm-hmm. um, but oh my gosh, I am so excited. I kind of like want to be like a like a fly on the wall just to like yeah, watch just you. Watch, watch <laughs> So you're definitely going to have to like use your creative writing skills and just like journal it, like your experience and stuff. Yeah, like well, I'm definitely going to be writing lots of letters to people. Good. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited because I've always liked writing letters and mm-hmm. I mean technology is really convenient and it's nice because of the promptness mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. but i think letter writing is just a lost art yeah it's so beautiful it's fun it's fun to receive a letter in the mail still mm-hmm. i love it it's I like always, extra yeah. special oh it is yes. yeah it is uh-huh. like wow somebody actually took the time to sit down yeah. and mm-hmm. write well, with a pen and paper i'm trying to y'all are probably surprised at this but i really am trying to slow down my pace in life so maybe i will be more intentional <laughs> i love how you're laughing <laughs> um, but i was well, trying... just like oh yeah i can see it what i can see that you're definitely like you can like you're the kind of person that tends to go too fast oh and yeah you're like oh i just need to slow down yeah yeah it's a it's a constant yin and yang so but i definitely would like to make space to write your letters what <laughs> oh, i said that's pagan well pagan. <laughs> put in put in catholic terms <laughs> fill it in i can't my brain is it's Saturday. aura at labora that's catholic yin and yang how's okay. that <laughs> what she said um so you oh had i don't know if you had a, like a closing um um, uh, I don't know. And um, we you have our own closing quote for like for Dave's fall episodes. We do. So we do. Yes. We well, do. that's good because I don't have anything in mind yes. yeah. at the moment. Um, so. Did you have anything else from? Um, so also, we probably want to reference the privilege of being a woman by Alice von Hildebrand that you said has been a very pivotal pivotal part in just understanding yourself and your your vocation. Yeah. So just we'll like put understanding. That, yourself. Put a link in the notes to that as yeah. well. Um, and just any other closing thoughts that you would like to share? Um, maybe, um, um, an encouragement for people to follow their vocation and what God's will is for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe that make that our, yeah. our closing regular part. So do you have any mm-hmm. challenges or just encouragement? Yeah. I mean, like definitely just remain open to both the religious life and the married life. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think even if you think you're called to marriage I believe it would be very helpful just to like visit a religious order because it gives you lots of reflect on, uh, re- reflective time. And if you are called to marriage, then it just it it would just only affirm you in that mm-hmm. because it just wouldn't feel right to be mm-hmm. at the convent right. and living the way they're living. Mm-hmm. So either way, it's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Or if you are called to the religious vocation, maybe then that would help you in your discernment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, even if you don't feel called to religious life, then you at least build relationships with those religious sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's the church. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy. Crazy thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on with us. Yeah. Oh my this gosh. was so fun. <laughs> yeah. See, I have never done anything like this before. Yeah. So I, I think you were like, you were kind of like, what do I have to do? And I'm like, it's fine. Just you're, be you. You're like, I don't feel like I'm going to have enough to share. I'm like, look at us. We're like over time. Sitting <laughs> here for like hours. Like, oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. It's dinner time. Yes. It's dinner time. So with that, we'll let y'all get to your dinners. Yes. So would you like to? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, just a fr- sorry. <laughs> Close by saying, pray for Felicity as she um, goes off to um, 
uh, just pursue God's will in her life. Um, yes. And um, I guess pray for all those who are feeling called to religion or, you know, just discerning the vocation and then mm-hmm. pursuing the vocation the way that, the you know, the direction God's taking them. Um, and our prayers are for all of you as well that um, yes. just to be continued to be encouraged and mm-hmm. know that we're right there with you through the through the ups and downs. So oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cool part about being Catholic is you can still connect with people through prayer. Yes. Oof. Yeah. You can Amen. always like be like, I'll see you in the Eucharist. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, even if you're never going to see somebody again, it's like, well, you better go to heaven so I can see you again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I hope I go there too so I can see you again. So mm-hmm. that's just really neat. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a perfect way to close. So. Yes. All right. All right, so for our Deus Vault episodes, we have a different quote from St. Catherine of Siena, who's kind of our patron of this podcast. And so I want to leave you guys with that today. And she says, Nothing great is ever achieved without much enduring. So keep on keeping on in your, in your discernment, in your living out of your vocation, in moving ever closer to where God wants you to be. Uh, thanks, Felicity, again, for coming on with us. Yeah, and sure. Mary and I will be right <laughs> right at you all again next week with another Dave's Fault episode where we're going to talk to another <laughs> person discern, uh, just living out their religious vocation. So Priestly vocation. Yes, priestly vocation. And yeah, that's going to be awesome too. So hope you join us next Thursday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah. Whoops. I forget that we're actually being recorded. Yes. Um, no, that's okay. It's yeah, like, we're, I mean, we're all about being raw, so you're all good. That'll, yes. that'll be cool. I should get on there and listen to that one, yeah. especially. Yeah. Yes. I want to listen to all of yours, yeah. all of your podcasts <laughs> hey, that you have. Yeah. But... Oh, okay. You know what? I'm putting this on air. So definitely listen to it down at your, when you join the order and mm-hmm. then, or, you know, when you go down there and then like, let's make how, how like, um, have the other sisters listen to it and then you can put in the um plug for us to have their music because they actually if you you can check mm-hmm. it out what what is their name on spotify they have um, it's just benedictines of mary queen of apostles yeah, yeah. so if we could have their music on that our, would be on our so podcast. cool so i'm just i'm putting it out here live <laughs> yes so get to uh-huh. keep updated on that yeah <laughs> so just let us know Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there, there's your homework assignment. You have to go listen to Benedictines of Mary, Queen of, Pos- of Apostles, yeah. and check them out. <laughs> All right. They're really good. Yes. Yeah, they are. they're so good. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, y'all. Have a great rest of your day or yes. night or whenever you're listening. Yeah. And, and we will be back at it next Thursday. I know you're all loved. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Caritas Christi. If you'd like to write to us with hot takes, feedback, advice, or advice requests, we would love to hear from you. Email us at caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. That's caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Thursday.